Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. Gypsy Rose Blanchard set to be released from prison today. She admitted to plotting her mother's death in 2015, following years of being forced to undergo unnecessary medical procedures as part of a fraud scheme. The case sparking national attention, including a documentary and docu-series. Blanchard is serving a 10-year sentence in Missouri. And a live look at New Orleans this morning, where the Texas Longhorns are waking up in preparation for the 2024 Sugar Bowl. The Horns take on the Washington Huskies on New Year's Day, 7.45 p.m. Central Time. You still have a chance to win more than $700 million. No winner claimed last night's Powerball jackpot. The odds of winning, not great, in 1 in 292.2 million. It is the ninth largest in the Powerball game. The next drawing is this Saturday night. And our cold weather continues this morning. A lot of areas still seeing freezing cold this morning. And we're going to see it that way uh, for the rest of the year, potentially. <laughs> Just about. It's easy to say for the rest of the year because we've only got yeah, a few days, days left. Uh, but we actually think that tomorrow morning could be the coldest morning. So, yes, it's going to be chilly as you step outdoors this morning. But it gets worse before it gets better. This is how it looks from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. What may save us? Some of these scattered clouds that have been drifting in here from the north that may prevent temperatures from dropping a whole lot. But still, we've got a lot of 30s and a few low 40s in the mix, too. We're at 40 now in Austin, but Lano and Mason, you're already at freezing. Fredericksburg, you're only one degree above. So there will be some spotty freezes here this morning. Some of us several degrees colder than this time yesterday. In the Hill Country, we're actually slightly warmer than this time yesterday. And there are those scattered clouds that have been drifting in from the north and northwest that may just keep those temperatures up slightly. Still, I think we'll go from a partly cloudy sky back to mostly sunny later this morning. 30s the next few hours, but mid 40s by 10. Coming up in first morning weather, we'll show you the cooler air today, a widespread freeze tomorrow, and a little bit of rain for next week. All right, thank you, Nick. Austin police arrested a man who they say admitted to shooting a man having a romantic relationship with his wife. David Mejia Villagran is charged with murder for killing Jorge Perez. Court paperwork shows police found Perez at an apartment complex on Willow Creek Drive in southeast Austin. This happened on Tuesday, December 19th. Police say Villagran told police that Perez had a relationship with his wife and that the shooting was out of jealousy. On KXAN.com, we have a deeper look at the investigation police outlined in an affidavit. And as 24 new cadets prepare to graduate from the Austin Police Training Academy next week, we look at efforts to bring more women onto the force. KXAN's Brianna Hollis goes in-depth on APD's female recruitment initiative, and it starts in a small community about 50 miles away where all the officers are women. Year after year, cadet classes look like this. Men significantly outnumbering women. In 2022, APD made a pledge to change things up, joining the National 30 by 30 initiative. It's a mission to hire cadet classes that are 30% female by 2023, moving to bring in more cadets like Daniela Cavazos, one of only a couple of women in the latest training academy class. The last seven months has definitely been challenging, but a great experience. This push for more diversity comes as departments across the nation struggle with hiring in general. Just this month, agencies from as far as Virginia and Maryland came to a recruitment event in Austin hoping to find applicants. 
in the small town of Lexington, Texas. Chief Farah Garza says building up the rural department proved difficult. I knew first right off the bat that, you know, recruiting was top on my list. But recruiting qualified women, that was the easy part. The patrol department is 100% female, the chief says. I mean, it's not that we only had female applicants, just the females that were hired uh, were the were the best. They were the best candidates. Chief Garza says she thinks one of the major struggles with getting women interested in a career in law enforcement is the typical lack of a, quote, normal work schedule. And when you have smaller kids, you know, it's, you know, it's hard because then you're working night shift. You know, there's not daycare, you know, on weekends. Back at APD, we asked for an update on how the 30 by 30 initiative is going. The department says the most recent cadet class started with women making up 30% of the class. The four prior classes started off as only 16% female. I wanted to leave a positive impact on the community, and so that's something I'm going to strive for whenever I get out there. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. Going further in depth here, we also talked with other local departments about how they hire diverse applicants. In Hutta, the police chief says the department shares hiring information throughout different platforms and sources, as well as different locations across the area to target diverse demographics. Hutto PD also credits its hiring success to a recently approved pay increase that puts salaries higher than 85% of the agencies in the area. Donald Trump will remain on Michigan's primary ballot. For now, the Michigan Supreme Court rejecting an effort to boot the former president off of the state's ballot. The court's order blocks efforts under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that we're getting involved here to the Constitution. It states that no one who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion after having sworn an oath to support and defend the Constitution can hold office. Now, in a brief order issued Wednesday, the court said it declined to hear a case arguing that Trump should be left off the state's ballot because it is not persuaded that the questions presented should be reviewed by this court. The order comes after the Michigan Court of Appeals this month similarly rejected challenges to Trump's spot on the state's primary ballot. Overseas now in Israel continues drawing international criticism as it expands its attacks. It is now moving into refugee camps in central Gaza in what it calls a new battle zone. Residents have been ordered to leave crowded urban refugee camps as the military pummels this area by land, sea, and air. NBC's Joss Letterman outlines the tensions in the Middle East region with attacks into Israel from Lebanon. Residents targeting commercial ships in the Red Sea and U.S. forces targeted in Iraq. Good morning. Hey there, Israel is facing new criticism from foreign countries like France, Turkey and others uh, over its move to expand airstrikes both in southern Gaza and in refugee camps in central Gaza. And there are new airstrikes in Khan Yunis, the second largest city uh, in Gaza, as there are also fresh signs that this violence is starting to spread throughout the region with a strike targeting U.S. forces in Iraq and Hezbollah saying it has launched 30 rockets at Israel's northernmost city. We'll have much more coming up on today. And an investigation continues this morning after a pilot crashed into an East Texas home this week. Why this may feel familiar to some people in Central Texas. Plus taking a look at auto theft in Austin and an emotional plea for a man who says someone stole his work truck.
Welcome back to Time 440. The Federal Aviation Administration and the National Transportation Safety Board are investigating why a pilot crashed into an East Texas home this week. State troopers responded after that small plane hit the side of a home just east of Dallas. First responders found one person dead inside the single engine plane. No one inside the home at that time. No one else injured either. The name of that pilot hasn't been released yet. But if, if it feels very familiar here to Central Texas, that's because in July, a small plane crashed through the roof of a home in Georgetown. Three people were on board when this happened, and you can see just a dramatic aftermath here. Happened after the plane's engine failed. Nobody was inside the home at the time when this happened, and miraculously, no one on board that plane was badly hurt. Dozens writing into KXAN about a mysterious loud boom in Williamson County. We're working to track down where it's coming from. And should you buy or lease how the car market could be changing going into 2024? Longhorns are in the Big Easy as they move closer to Monday night's college football playoff semifinal game. I've got more on that coming up. Good morning, a live look out at Coda. Always a beautiful sunrise when we see the sun come up behind that large tower out there. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at Time 444. Dozens of tips came into our newsroom this week from people in Williamson County who reportedly were hearing several loud booms and they have no idea where they're coming from. Yeah, that's a weird one here. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez talked with neighbors and local leaders trying to find out what is behind these loud noises. Sometimes you feel them, sometimes you don't, but yesterday's we felt. Dana Whitehair has lived in this quiet Georgetown neighborhood for five years. But Tuesday, that was interrupted in a big way. My wife and I were, were sitting in the living room and we just heard kafoom. He says construction noise and sounds from a nearby rock quarry aren't uncommon. But what happened Tuesday was louder. Overall, just different. It almost sounded like something had rolled off the roof, um, but nothing on the roof. So uh, we started checking around with the neighborhood on the Facebook pages and other places, and obviously we weren't the only ones to hear it. We received more than two dozen tips referencing that same mysterious boom from people in Georgetown, Round Rock, and Hutto. Some said the sound shook their windows and homes. One tipster said there was a similar boom around midnight Christmas Day as well. I don't know why there was fireworks. It's not even New Year's Eve yet. This family lives on Whitehair Street. They said the noise was strange, but thought it was related to the Christmas or New Year's holidays. I, I remember like he hearing a few bangs, but I just thought it was like construction or like maybe like like maybe our neighbors because sometimes you know they go outside and party. The city of Round Rock says it received reports about the loud sound and that its fire department didn't find a cause related to the noise. This one's got a scratch in our heads. We can't quite figure out what what uh, happened on this one. In Williamson County, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. Hutto and Georgetown police said they did not receive any reports about that boom either. If it sounds familiar to, do, to you, people living in South Austin reported something similar about this time a few years ago. A gun. KXAN viewer was one of several people woken up by a loud boom in December 2020, and the Austin Police Department says about a dozen people called 911 at 2:30 in the morning because of that. An officer went to find that, tried to find anything in that area, but did not. 
city's fire department and Austin Energy also looked into it without any success. Yeah, so a potential cause that could explain why people across Williamson County are hearing this mysterious sound may be tied to our chilly temperatures. Sound travels through air at different speeds depending on the temperature. We actually dug into this in First Warning Weather University and used train horns as an example. When a train blows its horn, a vibrating wave travels away from the train at the speed of sound, but Get this, on cold nights, the air near the ground is colder than the air up high. The speed of sound is faster in that warm air. As the sound waves get farther away, the top of the wave where the air is warmer travels faster, causing the sound wave to bend down back toward the ground. And therefore, people farther away from the train can hear its horn blaring. That could be why some folks this time of year are hearing those booms more clearly. By the way, we started looking into these mysterious sounds after KXAN viewers alerted us. You could do the same if you have a topic you want us to investigate. Scan your phone over this QR code and it will take you to our reported feature where you can submit your questions and photos and videos. It also explains when we've got some uh, warmer air in place uh, and a cold winter night, how sometimes thunderstorms can be much louder this time of year too. Interesting. Interesting. Now, the, all of this being said, we still don't know what was causing the sound up in Williamson Unidentified. County. Sound. <laughs> There's been a few theories, though. I think some people were sending some stuff in, but it's still, we have not right. pinpointed what right. exactly that yeah, is. Yeah, people would be like, I live next to the quarry or whatnot. And it's just going to be we'll one see. of those yeah. winter maybe, mysteries maybe. for us. Uh, hey, it's uh, pretty chilly outside now, and it's only going to get colder by tomorrow morning. We do have a few scattered clouds moving overhead as we speak, but those will drift southeast and uh, leave us, giving us a lot of sunshine today. The chilly air still in place thanks to this area of low pressure northeast of us that's bringing a wind out of the north today, as it did yesterday, keeping the chill in place. In fact, today's going to be a little colder than yesterday. I expect temperatures keep falling a few more degrees. Most of us at least in the upper 30s for morning lows, but there'll be spots even in the hill country in the 20s to start off your morning. So expect at least a patchy freeze today. And then those numbers rebound, upper 40s and low 50s by noon. And then highs coming in in the mid to upper 50s. Even some spots not getting out of the low 50s this afternoon. Just wait, it gets colder tonight. By nine, widespread 40s. And then after midnight, 30s just about everywhere. In fact, beginning of the day tomorrow, we're gonna be oh so close to freezing even in Austin, down to 33. Just about everywhere else, though, gets to freezing or below. A lot of 20s for you tomorrow morning in the Hill Country. One of our coldest mornings of the year coming tomorrow morning. And then these numbers start to rebound up to near 60 here tomorrow afternoon. And as we head into the weekend, not as cold. But we do think Saturday morning is one cold morning before look. Upper 60s to near 70 here Saturday afternoon. So we'll go with a high of 59 here today. A lot of sun, but a few early morning scattered clouds. Tonight down to 33 in Austin, but a widespread freeze away from downtown. And then our high of 60 here tomorrow. Here's your weekend, the final two days of the year. Mostly sunny Saturday, bright and mild. Just a few clouds around on Sunday. We're up to 70. We are watching only one chance of rain over the next week. It's coming from here. This area of wet weather will be moving into central Texas next Tuesday, bringing us a little bit of light rain. Does not look too impressive. Most of us get less than a quarter inch, except a little more in our eastern counties. Generally speaking, though, relatively quiet, but it gets cooler starting Monday.
Thank you, Nick. Be on the lookout for this truck. It was stolen from South Austin. Michael Burton built a tree company from the ground up. His gear, his truck, and his trailer are his livelihood. And just before Christmas, someone stole it all. We looked into crime data in Austin, and there have been nearly 6,300 auto thefts reported so far this year. And that data does not yet include the month of December. That's a nearly 35% increase over the same time period last year. It's literally been the workhorse of my company. It means everything. You know, it's silly to think that a vehicle could be like that, but we spent a lot of time in it. It was really important. I mean, it had a name, <laughs> Big Red. Hopefully they find Big Red. His friends started a GoFundMe to try and help Burton replace some of what he lost. We'll have a link to KXAN.com where you can find that. Burton also filed a police report. If you have any information, reach out to APD. There has been no response yet from Elon Musk after two U.S. Senators calling out the Tesla CEO. Senators Richard, Richard Blumenthal and Ed Markey want the company to issue a recall of any steering and suspension parts that could pose a safety risk. They sent a letter after a recent report from Reuters revealed Tesla knew about safety flaws but blamed drivers for frequent failures. Tesla responded to the report on social media saying the headline of that article is, quote, wildly misleading. Tech giant Apple can temporarily resume its sale of smartwatches after its victory in a U.S. appeals court. This week, a ruling paused government commission's import ban on the devices, which was imposed in a patent dispute over its medical monitoring technology. The U.S. International Trade Commission previously ruled Apple infringed on California-based company Massimo's patent Apple. The countersued, calling Massimo's legal actions a, quote, maneuver to clear a path for its own competing smartwatch. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. T. Longhorns are set to begin their work in New Orleans. They touch down on Wednesday afternoon as it's the final stretch before Monday's college football playoff game against Washington. Of course, nearly a month between games, December 2nd, the Big 12 title game, January 1st, the semifinal in the college football playoff. You have the excitement, you have bowl activities, and you have a huge game. Bit of a balancing act for a coaching staff. One of the keys is you do a, you do a lot of the structural work from a game planning perspective back home, right? Because we have so much time, um, you know, we kind of take a week to really implement what we want to do when we're back at home. Uh, when we're here, obviously we want to take our time to make sure that we're putting forth uh, maximum effort to get ready for the game, uh, but I also want to give our players a chance to experience this opportunity, experience the city of New Orleans, experience uh, what they've earned, which is to be in the CFP. But I think our players will will echo the same sentiment. You know, we're here to to play our best football that we can play to to try to win a a, a semifinal game to get into the national championship. And so um, I think there's definitely a uh, a workman-like mentality that this team has, but I want to make sure that they enjoy the experience as well because they've earned it. I think being laser-focused is me enjoying the moment. Just that whole process of being locked into all this and studying film and stuff like that, I enjoy that you know, more than the glamorous stuff. So um, I think the majority of the team does. And, I mean, you can't, if you don't love football, all the entails in football, then you really don't love the sport to me. So I think our whole team loves the little things. And our Jonathan Thomas in New Orleans. He'll begin our coverage later today here on KXAN. Texas women close out the non-conference with a win over Jackson State. 
but no Rory Harmon in the lineup. No word on the extent of her injury. Also leading scorer Taylor Jones misses her second straight game. Longhorns open Big 12 play against number 10 Baylor on Saturday afternoon at Moody Center. Back to you. Thanks, Roger. This week, the National Basketball Association approved the $3.5 billion sale of the Dallas Mavericks. Vegas casino magnate Miriam Adelson is the new owner. And this is some around the Texas capital speculating about the future of gambling in the Lone Star State. Adelson's Las Vegas Sands Corporation has poured millions into Texas campaigns over the last two years. It's part of a long year's push to legalize sports betting in casinos. But this has come up short. Experts say it's going to be a long time before you can bet on the Longhorns or the Cowboys in Texas, as top Republicans have shown little interest. With Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in power through 2026, I think casino expansion and sports betting have an extremely difficult hill to climb. Maybe, you know, as we get closer to the session, you know, the, the momentum will start building. But from where I sit right now, I just I, I don't see it. Statewide voters are split on the issue. In April, the Texas Politics Project found 38 percent of voters support legalizing online betting with 41 percent opposed. Looking in depth, while gambling largely illegal in Texas, there are a few exceptions. Those include the lottery, also bingo and horse and greyhound racing. And for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. New details about the pregnant teen found dead alongside her boyfriend after going missing last week in San Antonio. What police say they didn't find in the car that's adding to the confusion around the case.